We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. We know you can't get enough of your favorite flavors. Luckily, Kroger Free Pickup makes it easy to grab what you need without any surprise fees. Whether it's extra buns for the barbecue or those chips you just can't quit, start your cart with the Kroger app. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply, subject to availability. It's the big $10 sale, so mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Exxon Radio Show is heard on radio broadcast affiliates worldwide, including AM 580 CFRA in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, WPUL AM 1590 in Daytona Beach, Florida, KOHI AM 1610 in St. Helens, Oregon, KHRO AM 1150 in El Paso, Texas. And for more information on becoming a professional broadcast affiliate of the Exxon Radio Show, visit www.xzbn.net. Or call toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. The Exxon Radio and TV Show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All Hit Radio To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from the studios of Relmar McConnell Media Company in the beautiful city of Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. That is smack dab 
in the middle of the Great Lakes Triangle. Hamilton is between the cities of Toronto and the cities of Niagara Falls, smack dab on the borders, or I should say on the shores of beautiful Lake Ontario. Toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxoneradiotv.com. Christopher Montgomery is my special guest, and he began his career in the mid-1980s writing for the Journal of Natural Health and Parapsychology. Since then, Christopher Montgomery has uh, penned articles for UFO magazines and worked as a writer for USA Networks. Radio experiences include the Exxon with yours truly in Canada, as well as WAIF in Cincinnati and KRVL in Arizona. Well known for his appearances on television together with the documentary UFOs in the Bible by Weller Grossman Productions. He uh, now resides in the Seattle, Washington area and heads an organization entitled UFO Research Center. And their website is www.exxon.com uforc.com and christopher montgomery welcome back to the x-zone well thank you rob thank you for having me it's always great having you with us chris uh tell me ufos are they still as as uh as commonplace or are they being as seen as often as they were 10 15 years ago or has there been a subsiding in the the sightings uh to tell you the truth uh rob i have noticed uh that there's a lot more reports coming in that have uh, evidence like videos or mm-hmm. photographs because the technology incorporated into cell phones these days is so highly advanced that you can get pictures of the UFOs on, fly, on the fly, and it's uh, really great for investigators. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of the, the, these new photos and videos that are coming in from cell phones, Chris, and I must tell you, I, I really can't say that I'm convinced when I see these photos because they're unclear, there's jerky movement, and still, you know, we haven't got that smoking gun, that definitive proof that you can hold in your hand and say, look, they're here. That, that's exactly it, Robin. It's very easy to doctor up a, a cell phone video sure. and, and add images and, and uh, make it look like a real UFO sighting when, in, in fact, it isn't. And it takes... It actually takes a lot of time to verify the authenticity of something like that. So rather than spend all that time, I just keep in mind and remind uh, remind the people that I'm allowing to view this information that it's not etched in stone and it could be hoaxed. Now, you and I have to take a two-minute commercial break, Chris. When we come back, we're going to uh, be shattering the airwaves with some very important information that you're going to be breaking here on the Exxon. Stay where you are. Don't go away. Christopher Montgomery is my special guest, Exonation. Once again, his website is www.uforc.com. That's uforc.com. Christopher Montgomery and I return on the other side of this commercial break. Right here in the Exxon, live and around the world from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, 
Geico makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Swans, what you think I've seen? Something strange, you know. Sasquatch sitting on the side of his knee and he was talking to Moccasin Joe. Greetings, this is Stephen McKinnon from Canada East Films in New Brunswick, Canada, the producer of Paragators at www.paragators.org. And you're in the X Zone with Rob McConnell. Good stuff. Welcome back to the Exxon. Coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. And as you heard Steve McKinnon say, who's the producer of Paragators, the website is www.paragators.org. Now, Christopher, uh, you and I are going to be discussing something very important in this hour, and uh, I understand that you are going to be posting information for the Exxon Nation on your website that will be available after this broadcast. Am I correct? Actually, um, the information will be available at the time of broadcast. At the time of broadcast, which is 11 p.m. Eastern. That's correct. Tell us the story behind it, Chris. Uh do you want the Reader's Digest version or the long version? <laughs> we've got, we've got uh, let's see, about 40 minutes. All right. Um, I'll just start from the beginning. Best place. Uh, it all began when I, uh, the actual, uh, the issues that I want to raise here uh, began with an uh, incident report I received concerning a sighting and photograph made in uh, Marin County, California. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, as an investigator, of course, we're always looking for that little, like you mentioned before, that uh, smoking gun or that bit of evidence that will substantiate or disprove the phenomena once and for all. And so naturally, I went looking for, for evidence. And what I found was that this particular sighting, this photograph, was made 
near an abandoned uh, near a former military site that uh, was used extensively for uh, uh, missile launch systems and controlling uh, submarines and, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, dis I discovered that um, there seems to be a thread forming. Okay, there's a there seems to be a connection between UFOs and uh, missile defense systems in the United States. It's, it's information that's commonly available to the general public, but it's it's uh, it's kept quiet by the government, and they go. I think they go out of their way. Uh, this is speculation, but I think they go out of their way to make sure that this information isn't isn't broadcast. So, uh, so what I've done is uh, I went and did some more research and uh, found out that there is a, a substantial connection between UFOs and uh, uh, U.S. government missile launch sites. What's the connection? Well, apparently, um, and this is information I've, I've been gleaning over the years, they uh, have a particular interest in uh, nuclear missiles. And one of, uh, one of the things, one of the factors of the nuclear missile interest is that they have been shooting down U.S. missile tests and making sure that anything we launch from America, even if it's a simulation or a test missile from Boeing, they shoot it down. And this is nothing new. This has actually been going on for quite a while, and other countries are reporting the same thing. Now, weren't there weren't there reports years ago of uh, of UFO activity near uh, missile silos where the the uh, the silos actually went into an alert status? Uh, that's correct. Yes, uh, actually, um, you're absolutely correct. Uh, UFOs and nukes is, is nothing new. This is something that's been around for a while, and and uh, Larry King did a, a wonderful show, and I'm going to post a link to this. Did a wonderful show on this very same uh, same subject, and he had uh, as his guests uh, Bob Salas, who was a former captain for the United States Air Force at Maelstrom, which is where the incident occurred, by the way, Maelstrom Air Force Base. And there was uh, Bob uh, Jameson. Mm -hmm. um, he was also at Maelstrom. He was a missile targeting officer. Uh, that had to reactivate the missiles once they were shut down. Now, all of this occurred uh, during and after a uh, UFO sighting that uh, occurred at the base at around that time and was actually filmed and seen by many of the officers there at the base at that time. All right, now, what, other, what, what makes this case now so unique? And what if you can give us a bit of a teaser on the information that members of the Exo Nation will see at your website, uforc.com, later on today? All right. Well, uh, yes, I'd like to discuss that. Also, one of the things that I'm going to reveal is uh, is some of the information that I have been getting from various sources, mm -hmm. uh, which I have obtained legally, and, and nothing is of such a classified nature that uh, uh, would not be allowed for the public to review. But I've had people come forward and uh, send me information regarding this matter, uh, which substantiates and supports my theory that the U.S. government knows a lot more about uh, the UFO phenomena than they let on. Such as? Such as the problems they're having with uh, launching nuclear missile tests, or like I said in 1967 uh, at Maelstrom Air Force Base mm -hmm. where the, uh, the nukes were deactivated and shut down. All right, so, you know, but what's the reasoning behind it uh, on the part of the ETs if, in fact, it has anything to do with EP ETs instead of faulty mechanics? And is it, is it possible that the United States Air Force is using the, the, the cover of the ETs to suppress any, 
any flaws in the system. Well, of course, that's always a possibility. Uh, you, you know as well as I do that uh, anything's possible until proven uh, positively, we, we have to consider all angles. But how do you prove it's the ETs and not a human factor that's involved with these, with these uh, shutdowns? Well, you have to have the evidence, and of course, uh, whatever evidence is available is, is all you can present in the case. And I would have to tell you that uh, the best evidence that we, we have in, in uh, UFO investigation are photographs and films. And, and like we said before, they can be easily doctored mm -hmm. or changed. Now, what gives this, uh, this topic a particular amount of credibility, in my opinion, is the, uh, is the credibility of the witnesses that are coming forward and, and stating these things, who have actually are asking and calling for uh, uh, more congressional hearings on UFOs, and they want, uh, they want the government to reopen their investigation that was closed in 1968 after the Condon Report. All right, but here it is, the year 2010, Chris, and, uh, you know, it's 60-some-odd years after Roswell, New Mexico, and still nothing has happened. Is it possible that there really is no UFO connection out there and that what we're seeing or what the reports are actually coming in are have something to do with something much more terrestrial than extraterrestrial? I, w I would have to say that's a distinct possibility, and I'll tell you why. The, uh, the actual, I'm one of the few investigators that have actually seen what you would call, uh, quote-unquote, a UFO, an identified object. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, the objects that I have seen and I've witnessed with other people, which were unidentified, seem to be military in origin. Really? Yes. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if all of this has been done just to cover up a program they have for developing aircraft that can uh, fly near light speeds. In fact, I would have to say that the objects that I had actually witnessed were associated with uh, black helicopters and soldiers hanging out the bay doors and uh, maneuvering in the sky and clearly visible to many people and, and such things as this. So why is it then so many people still want to believe in the fact that it has to do with the ETs and that the ETs may have been manipulating our very existence since the beginning of time? Uh, the, uh, the UFO and the Bible theory is one of, the, uh, one of my pet theories, and uh, that they are of a benevolent nature and that they're here to protect mankind from themselves. And certainly uh, this appears to be the case uh, if, in fact, what, what I'm getting as far as information goes is factual. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with psychology of people, um, and I've studied the psychological aspects of mm -hmm. uh, uh, UFO reports and how the, you know, uh, how an investigator would view the information that's coming in. And a lot of the information that we receive has been filtered through various uh, channels, including our own perception of, of what we're seeing could be clouded or skewed by our notions of, of what it should be. So therefore, uh, to make a long story short, um, it's, it's, I think, human nature's way of uh, wanting completeness and wholeness and, and on the world and not have to worry about war, and that this kind of thing uh, promotes that idea. You know what? Not worry about war. It doesn't seem that the, uh, the extraterrestrials, if this is their mandate to, to, to save this planet, are doing a very good job. You know, they, they should really, if they are there, why can't they step in and help us with the, with the, uh, the oil problem we're having in the Gulf of Mexico? Why can't they stop us with the nuclear threat that is happening in Iran? Why can't they help us to feed the hungry, make sure there's enough water for everybody on this planet? Something doesn't make sense with this whole story. 
You're absolutely correct, Rob. A lot of it doesn't make sense. And as I continue to investigate this, this matter mm-hmm. uh, and look for the smoking gun, uh, that will remain uh, a question in my mind, and that is this, that if they really are of a benevolent nature and they want to help us in such a way as you had suggested they could, yeah. why aren't they doing that? I mean, why would they stop at, uh, shooting down missiles uh, or shutting down missile silos to show that they can flex their muscle when they can actually come down and uh, interact with us uh, on a human level? Because, you know, let's let's face it, if their mandate is to watch the planet, and of course everybody likes to use the non-interference clause that was brought up by Gene Roddenberry in Star Trek, would they actually sit there and let this planet be destroyed? If President Obama was to push the button to launch a nuclear attack or retaliation, would they then step in? Who knows? Christopher well, Montgomery is our special guest, www.uforc.com, and we'll be back on the other side of this news break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www. XZoneRadioTV.com Well, I just got back from Roswell Where the aliens have been And if you ask the feds the cause, well They'll only lie again now I'm hunted by the gumshoes And I'm wanted by the cops Cause they think that I might be the guy Making circles in the crops And I know that there's a conspiracy From the voices in my head Elvis lives, that's clear to me It's McCartney who is dead And if the Mars man should come again And take me, I will go I will take a trip on their rocket ship God bless the UFO Give JFK this message It's the Cuban army's fault And I know that Dave Koresh is alive inside a vault We've seen reports in papers of a guy who knows about A car that runs on chewing gum, but the Arabs rubbed him out And we loudly warn that America is badly unprepared With the Cold War through, we need something new that can get you good and scared You wonder just who is warning you of conspiracies today We're the ones who fill the rumor mill We are the CIA 
made love to an alien near Roswell last night. We strolled along together in the pale moonlight. I had a funny feeling that something wasn't right. I made love to an alien last night. When she gripped my hand, I was feeling mighty fine. Christopher Montgomery is our special guest this hour. Exonation www.uforc.com. We're talking about uh, UFOs, the military, missile silos, and what are the possibilities that these are really earthcraft, experimental aircraft? Send me your thoughts, exon at exonradiotv.com, or you can uh, chat with us online on Ustream TV. Uh, Chris, what is your personal opinion of the Roswell crash of 1947? Well, uh, interesting question. I'm glad you asked that. Um, and I, I think we've corresponded about this before, but I'm not sure if uh, you remember. Um, Stan Friedman, who I believe, has, has he been a guest on your show? Oh, many times. Yeah, Stanton Friedman. Um, he brought up a very uh, important point about the Roswell incident, mm-hmm. and that is that one of their pet, uh, one of the government's pet explanations for this particular incident, uh, quote-unquote cover-up, was that they uh, they were using crash test dummies? Well, the crash test dummies didn't actually appear on the scene till well after Roswell. Yeah, well, yeah, this this was part of a um, an army air force explanation of trying to satisfy the public after the uh, what was it the um, the general accounting office the GAO started yeah, GAO. looking uh, looking into Roswell. But you see, Stanton Friedman, what would Roswell have been if Stanton Friedman would never have written his book? And I have, this is where I have a big, a big problem. If Roswell was in fact legitimate, okay, why would it have taken all these years after the event for the event to be rekindled? Why wouldn't people have kept on harping, opening in their mouths, getting a hold of the different media, not only in the United States, but around the world? It makes no sense. You know, there are people who say, well, the government back in the 1947s, if the government came to your door and told you to be quiet, you were. It's, it was the end of the war, and it was totally different to the United States back then. Mm-hmm. I don't buy that. Well, I, I could agree with you on, on, and play the devil's advocate and say, yes, you're absolutely correct, and this is, this is all hoax to cover up some bigger, more sinister plot the government may have, mm-hmm. or some other theory. But the thing is, is this. Um, there have been incidents that I have heard about where people that were involved, uh, supposedly involved with the, the uh, mop operation at Roswell, died of mysterious circumstances, and that a lot of the uh, the technology that we have today, according to um, Corso, Lieutenant Colonel Corso, right. was uh, or, or originated from uh, the Roswell crash. So uh, you have to ask yourself, Number one, why would they want to come out with something like this when you know as well as I do that would definitely uh, decrease their their credibility factor in the eyes of many? And and secondly, why would they want to take that risk if, in fact, there was something going on at Roswell mm-hmm. uh, where their lives could be in jeopardy and the, and allegedly were threats made? Uh, whether or not it was a crash uh, object they had recovered that was of an alien nature or not. Well, we have to ask ourselves other questions. If if it was reverse engineering, does that mean that the aliens brought Tang to Earth? 
I don't buy this. Come on, what are we saying that 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 humanity isn't smart enough to to come up with all of this information or all these inventions that it takes aliens to do it? And why is it only certain areas that that uh, that we're able to get ahead with this uh, so-called reversed engineering? And if it is reversed engineering, how come we're still using jet engines instead of whatever the technology that the aliens use to get from their planet, wherever it is, to our planet, because jet engines do not work in outer space. Exactly, but rockets do. Oh, rockets do, sure. But the rockets, we already had rocket technology back in 1947. Uh-huh. You know, and why don't they talk about the one major goof-up that, in my book, kills the, the extraterrestrial scenario when it comes to Roswell, New Mexico, was that when Jesse Marcel, who was the base intelligence officer, did not follow military, uh, the military chain of evidence command. Why did he bring these alleged pieces of UFOs back to his house, wake up his wife and his kid, show them what was supposed to be and what he classified as top secret, let his kid play with it, let his wife see it, and then take it to the to the base. That makes no sense. As soon as that was disclosed in my books as an ex-cop, that broke the chain of evidence, which means it broke any credibility that Jesse Marcel ever had. Exactly. Jesse Marcel, but you also know, being in law enforcement, that uh, we have to consider all, uh, all possible persons and interview them uh, because they may contain information that would lead us to a conclusion for the case. But right. none of the none of the people interviewed brought that conclusion. Exactly, like and that's and that's a very valid argument. Like there's been nothing but smoke and mirrors uh, ever since the Roswell story reappeared. And I'll tell you something: if anybody is perpetrating a cover-up or a conspiracy, it's not the government, it's not the Vatican, it's the UFO community itself. Because as long as they have the a conspiracy theory in place, they do not have to substantiate anything they say with any type of evidence. Whatever they say will be believed because, well, the government knows the truth. The government is conspiring against the public. That's mm-hmm. bullcrap. Well, you know, a lot of that began back in the 50s with the debunkers. But here's the problem I have with that, you know, and I understand uh, how law enforcement works. Mm-hmm the chain of evidence and everything, or the lack thereof, which in particular this case sure. <laughs> with the UFO subject. Um, and that is the Condon Report. Now, I've, uh, I actually read the Condon Report, and I did a report on the Condon Report. And in my opinion, there were two or three cases that some of the investigators came forward with and said that they were unsolvable and that this may be the very smoking gun that we're talking about. And Condon still stuck to his guns and said that he's, he solved the UFO mystery and, there, and there's really nothing to it. And if that's the case, then why did he publish these particular cases, including McMinnville, Oregon, mm-hmm. that could not be explained as a hoax? Well, how was it explained? They did all the analysis, the photographic analysis, they did the interviews, everything. They followed protocol, which a good investigator would do, mm-hmm. and came to the conclusion that these photographs that were given after this uh, incident in McMinnville, Oregon, were not hoaxed in any way, and that there was no way you could have faked these photographs of these UFOs. That is a smoking gun, in my opinion. All right, it's, it's, it's a UFO because it's unidentified. We don't know what it is. But to say and to assume that whatever right, UFO right. is seen in the sky comes from a different planet or a different dimension or a different universe, come on, give your head a shake. 
Right, right. And you're absolutely correct. We don't know. And, I mean, there's never been sufficient evidence to say exactly what it is. Do you know what? There's so much distrust in the world today, and I put a lot of the blame when it comes to UFOs on the UFO community, that if President Obama was to hold a news conference tomorrow, come out, face the nation, face the press, and say, listen, I have taken every step necessary to investigate the possibility of the existence of extraterrestrials. I have gone through the military reports. I have talked to the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I have talked to the National Security Advisors. I can honestly say, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that UFOs from other planets or other dimensions do not exist. Nobody would believe them. Well, I mean, people, no, with a, people with a head on their shoulder would, so that rolls out three-quarters of the UFO community. Including myself. Oh. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me go back to the Connor report once sure. again. The, when the investigators came forward, Rob. I'm sorry, did I interrupt you? Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Um, when the Connor report was released, uh, some of the investigators came forward and said that uh, the results of their investigation were fudged. They, mm-hmm. That somebody had actually changed the information to make it look like these incidents were hoaxed. Now, why would they come forward with that information? And, and being that uh, Condon was in the pocket of the U.S. government doing this research for the Project Blue Book Air Force thingy, yeah. then uh, why would he doctor up these reports? I well, mean, if it was did he or did he doctor yeah. it up? How yeah, do we know? Did. How do we know he did? His own secretary came forward and said that. Did she? Pre- was there any evidence brought forward by any of the investigators, or was there a, an original copy that showed the differences that had been made, or is it just her word hearsay evidence? There are right. no. There's there's people out there that claim this correspondence and memos where's, that contain this information. Where's the evidence? Um, you'd have to ask Stanton Friedman. Look, Stanton Friedman still believes in the <laughs> MJ12 papers. So come on, give me a break. Okay, I'm just making light the situation. Yeah. Um, but I, if you really want me to come back on the show sometime, I can I can bring that information up. I I did most of my homework here uh, in the studio. And uh, it involved this particular case of uh, the um, interference with uh, alleged interference with missile launches. Uh, one of the most strongest points I'd like to make is that if there is nothing to this, then why all the strange activity following my reporting of this, these incidents, including those who claim to be from the intelligence community who are releasing uh, what they claim to be releasing information of a sensitive nature? What kind of strange that, activity? Uh, defense contractors uh, at undisclosed locations that uh, were, on t- were working in top-secret projects, mm-hmm. and the information was not classified, by the way, when they revealed it. But they needed to tell somebody, and after seeing something, for instance, on the military town, they, they made the report. But uh, they, they can lean to be Department of uh, Defense contractors, including, and I can actually track down some of these individuals and verify that they, they are military uh, coming forward and saying that, look, this this happened to us, and it happened, we're stationed on this battleship. Or, or look, Major George Filer, you know who he yeah. is, um, Filer's Files, uh, a pilot uh, major in the Air Force who claims he was scrambled to uh, intercept UFOs. Mm-hmm. Now, Major Filer and Lieutenant Colonel Corso and all these other military people that are coming forward uh, at, a, at a level of, of uh, credibility that... Uh, would at least wait a sec. Hold beg. on here. Hold on here. How can you say these men who've taken an oath of secrecy, who are now breaking the very oath that they took, can be considered as credible? I think they're traitors. 
because they're not telling they're not telling what they were doing while they were in, involved in these secret projects. They're only revealing what happened and what they saw during that time. Now, let me let me say one thing. Okay, I personally now this uh, nobody has ever heard this before mm-hmm. except my friends. I've never told anybody. This is exclusive, Rob. Are you ready? Yep. We got time. We got a few minutes. Yeah, two minutes and sixteen seconds. Uh, real quickly. I was driving down River Road near a Boeing Aerospace, which the workers call the Black Hole. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I'm driving down this river, I see something out of the corner of my eye. And it was a huge, giant ball. Mm-hmm. All right, it was black. And the strangest thing, now, this is just what I saw, whether or not it's real. It was black, and it had what looked like waves uh, lapping uh, all over the surface. And this thing floated over Boeing Aerospace. And I got on the radio, and I asked anybody out there if they, they had seen this thing, too. And nobody, they were looking, and they hadn't seen it. But I know personally, I'm a believer that they do have interest in this, because I've seen it for myself. I believe that they're the military and military contractors are working on a lot of Uh, classified projects. And I'll give you the perfect example. In the 1980s, before the first Gulf War, you had all these UFO enthusiasts or nut bars around Area 51 with Doppler radar systems seeing strange lights in the sky, but nothing showing up on radar. Of course, to them, it had to be a UFO. In reality, we learned later on, it was the test trials and the final trials of the F-117 stealth bomber. There you go. That's a perfect example of what you're talking about, and that is indeed the case. All right, you stand by. We've got to take our final break, Chris. Christopher Montgomery is our guest, ExoNation, www.uforc.com. That's www.uforc.com. Chris, when we come back, we have a question for you from one of our listeners. And um, Travis Walton was supposed to be my final guest tonight. Unfortunately, Travis could not make it tonight. He will be with us tomorrow night. So that's Travis Walton tomorrow night here on the Exxon. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. Don't go away. to the Exxon. Christopher Montgomery is our special guest. His website is uforc.com. That's uforc.com. Chris, why do you think these people gave you this information? Is it possible that you were being the target of a hoax? Uh, That is certainly a possibility, yes, Rob. 
Have you have you verified the information or their or their credentials prior to posting the information? Well, given the nature of my investigation, sometimes that's practically impossible. When, when I do follow up, uh, either a they don't respond to the mm-hmm. uh, request for information, or b uh, they give me bogus uh, bogus information. Really? Eh? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so what can our listeners what can our listeners look forward to seeing at uh, uforc.com later on? Well, uh, some of the uh, evidence and photographs that I have uh, in my possession. Uh, that I would like to share with the Exxon Nation, and uh, one of them is an image of uh, a UFO over a missile silo taken by satellite by a Google satellite accidentally, quote-unquote, accidentally discovered by a person that reported it to me, and this is not the first time satellites have picked up images of something unknown, as well as uh, other information, including uh, firefighters' guide to what to do in the event of uh, invasion from uh, beings from another world. And uh, it's, pre- it's pretty interesting. I mean, it's not conclusive proof that, that uh, the military is, is being monitored by UFOs, but it's certainly interesting. Is it possible the so-called UFO over a missile silo in the Google Map is nothing more than a data drop that has happened thousands of times with Google Maps? Perhaps, but uh, do, do these things cast shadows? Hmm. No, but trick photography does, CGI does, special effects does. Like, do you think that if, exactly, Chris, yeah. Chris, Chris, do you really think that if, if there is this government conspiracy, that the government is on top of everything, that somebody at Google or, or somebody within the Defense Department would have not caught this before then? Before well, now? you know what would be involved with, with uh, reviewing every, uh, every satellite image that comes in. I mean, that would be virtually impossible. It's like, you know, reviewing every, uh, every image of Mars as being mapped by the satellite. But I, I, also, I also think that uh, um, it's a possibility that I've considered, and certainly not, like you say, a smoking gun, but mm-hmm. certainly something we need to consider as evidence. Chris, I want to thank you very much for joining us uh, tonight. ExoNation, if you'd like to see this information that Chris has posted, www.uforc.com. That's www.uforc.com. When we come back from the news at the top of the hour at six and a half minutes past, I will be joined by Heather Woodward. And we're going to be talking to Heather about spirituality, spiritualism, psychic abilities, and much more. If you'd like to give us a call, toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And visit our website, www.exxontv.com. We'll start broadcasting again shortly after 3 o'clock Eastern, here live from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. That is for the people who are watching us on Ustream. For you people listening to us in Radioland, we'll be back after the news. Don't go away. Oh. 